This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. Well, today I want to talk to you about having the courage to be different. Amen. I believe that many times when we're going through some kind of, uh, there's a, a temptation to compromise our integrity, I believe that it's not only an attack of the enemy, but I think sometimes God just kind of stands back and it's a test for us. Because there's something else that God wants to use us for, but he's got to test us where we're at to make sure that we're going to handle it right. Amen. You see, if we fall apart because two neighbors don't like us, and you're praying for some big thing, do you have any idea... (laughs) I mean, I was in a drugstore the other day picking something up and a lady came up to me and she said, I'm so sorry to bother you. And can I just hug you? And so she hugged me and she said, you know, you have just changed my life. And she said, here's an interesting thing. She said, when I was first saved, I was told do not listen to Joyce Meyer. She said, but I'm so glad I listened anyway. And you know, I thought... I mean, stuff like that used to hurt me, but now it's like, I don't know, God's got me covered. I go out and I just think everything's fine, you know, and uh, even though I know it's happening, I mean, I'm still sometimes kind of like in shock that somebody's like, don't like me. Well, see, that's kind of what happens when you like yourself. Hello. I said, that's kind of what happens when you like yourself. You don't go around being insecure all the time because you think, well, they probably don't like me. They probably don't like me. They probably don't like me. And I think when you know that God likes you, hello, when you know that God likes you, then you don't, you're not worried so much about what everybody else thinks. Now, don't misunderstand. I don't, I don't like it when people don't like me. I don't like it when people talk about me. I don't like it when we get ugly things sent into the office, uh, about me because I'm just really trying to help people. Now, I'm not doing it perfectly, but that's what I'm trying to do. And But you got to realize that people who do that kind of stuff have got more problems than anybody on the planet. If all you have to do is write me a letter and tell me that my earrings were too long when I was preaching, then, you know... So anyway, I'm just telling you, if you want a promotion and you can't handle, you're going to get depressed because somebody doesn't want to go to lunch with you, I mean, you're not going to make it on the next level. Come on. (laughs) You are not going to make it on the next level. Because let me tell you, when you're the boss, you cannot make any decision that's going to make everybody happy. All right. My story. Uh, I might have been you know, 28, maybe 30. 
when this happened, and um, Dave and I had three children by then, and um, we went to my house, and so I went back to work, and I got a job. We only had one car, so I got a job, thankfully, <clears throat> in the downtown area of St. Louis, where Dave also worked, and so we had similar hours, so he could drop me off and pick me up, and we could ride together, because we really didn't have the money to buy another car, and because of not having enough money in previous years, I had not paid proper attention to my teeth, and I got to the point where I just, I really had to have a lot of dental work, and so I had been to the dentist, and I had, uh, they'd started working on my teeth, and you know, when, you, when they start working on your teeth, it's really not cool to quit in the middle, <laughs> so it's kind of like one of those things, you started this, you got to finish it, well, it was going to cost $1,200, and which was a ton of money back then, and uh, I worked at a company in the bookkeeping area, in the office area, and my boss, every month we'd send out statements to the people telling them how much they owed the company. And one particular client or customer had overpaid, he had like double paid a bill, and so he had a large credit on his account. Well, my boss didn't want me to send out the statement showing that he had a credit, because he knew the guy would ask for the money back and he didn't want to give it to him. And so he told me to put a debit on the account and send out a zero balance. Well, I went home that night and I mean, I was, I was a Christian. I loved God. We went to church all the time. I mean, I didn't know what I know now, but I, I had a reverential fear and awe of God. And to be honest with you, I think that's very missing today in our society and in our church. I think we could use a little bit of that Ananias and Savira stuff. You mess with me. <laughs> Come on, Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Ghost and they fell over dead. And it says great fear came on the church. I think we need to just... Stop thinking it's okay to lie. It's okay to have sex before you're married. Amen. See, and to be honest, pe people don't even want to talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, I knew when I said that, but probably somebody wouldn't like it. But here's the thing. I'm not called to tell you what you like. I'm called to tell you what you need to hear. I mean, I, I could tell you a whole bunch of stuff, but I better not get off into that ditch. But the, the thing is, is we have to stop compromising and learn how important it is to do what's right because God is powerful and yes, he loves us and yes, there's grace and there's mercy and yes, there's forgiveness. But if we live sloppy lives, there is going to be a price to pay. And that's just it. And so I went home that night and I was just tormented. I was just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? But, you know, <laughs> I already knew what I needed to do. How many of you know what I needed to do? See, we're a lot smarter than we act sometimes. 
It's like, it's not that we don't know what to do. It's just that what we want to do doesn't always agree with what we know that we should do. So I knew that I needed to go to work the next day and say, I'm sorry, but I just can't do that. You know, I just, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, and I just, which he wasn't. And so I knew that he wasn't going to understand that. And, you know, if I do that, I'm going to feel like I'm stealing their money and I just can't do it. Well, of course, then the fear came. Remember, we're talking about fear. The fear came, I'm, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your job. And you've already committed to this dental work. What are you going to do? You're not going to be able to pay for it. And if you have to go out and look for another job, it probably won't be in the area where Dave works. And how are you going to get to work? And how are you going to get home? And see, anytime that we try to step up and do the right thing, fear attacks us with all the what ifs. And so that's the point at which we need to trust God and say, I can't worry about what if, if your word is true and I do the right thing, then you will take care of me. You will take care of me. When you pass through the waters, you will not drown. When you pass through the fire, you will not be burned. For I am with you. So... I went in the next morning, went in real early because he usually got there early. And I mean, I was shaking and trembling. And I went in his office. I was so nervous. And, and I said, called him by name. And I said, listen, I'm, I said, I know you're probably not going to like this, but I just, I cannot do what you've asked me to with this person's account. I said, I would feel like that I was stealing their money and I just can't do that. So I went, I said, I'm a Christian and I just believe it would be wrong to do that. And, you know, so he just like, you know, just get on out to your desk and go to work. So all day long, I expected, fully expected for him to come out and fire me. Right before quitting time, he came out and he slammed that statement down on my desk and he said, well, just send him a check. And so... But now here's the interesting thing, and you can think what you want to, but I think that had something to do with me being able to stand here today. See, you don't know what you may be forfeiting that God wants to do in your future if you compromise now. If you don't take a stand now, then God can't trust you in a higher level where there's going to be more pressure and more persecution. Well, long story short, he sold the company to somebody else. And every year for several years after that, he sent me a, a Christmas present. And I got promoted in that company until eventually I was the second in charge over all the company. I was over the warehouse, all the truck drivers and everything. And here's the thing. I didn't even know what I was doing. And got. <laughs> I mean, I look back and I think, how in the world did that happen? See, God can put you in places that you have got absolutely no natural ability to be in if you'll just simply serve him with your whole heart and do the best you can do to be an honest person. And there's so much compromise today. I mean, there are whole professions where there's no way that you can succeed in that particular job market if you're not willing to compromise. 
And then I'm sorry, but I would just have to say then you don't need to be in that, that line of work. Now, let your light shine. <laughs> Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and, praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You see, if we don't, if we say that we believe something and we don't stand up for it, unbelievers recognize that and that's when they yell hypocrite. Dave says that what the world is waiting for is for Christians to stand up and act like who they say that they are. And I believe that. We talk a good talk, but we've got to learn how to walk the walk. Matthew 10, 16. Behold, I'm sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves. <laughs> Come on, these are not just nice little verses in the Bible. He's given us a warning. I'm sending you out like a sheep in the midst of wolves. Be wary and wise as serpents and innocent, harmless as doves. Now, the Bible is full of examples of unbelievably amazing men and women who did great things. And you don't even really have to just go to the Bible to see some of these things. What about, what about Martin Luther King Jr.? Look at what he did. And, and look at how many times he went to jail for what he did and eventually lost his life for what he did. But you know what? We're still seeing the good benefits of everything that he did today. And the thing is, is if you'll step out and do great things, people a hundred years from now, thousand years from now, can still be benefiting. I found a story about a girl named Roxana Siberi. Probably not saying it right, but she was an American journalist who was arrested in Iran and detained for a hundred days after being falsely accused of espionage. She'd been living in Iran for six years doing research for a book that she hoped would show a more complete and balanced picture of Iranian society. Under pressure and being threatened with a 10 to 20 year sentence or even execution, she confessed to being a spy. She quickly realized that it was a mistake and recanted her confession, knowing that this would jeopardize her freedom. And instead of freeing her, her case was sent to trial, sentencing her to eight years in prison. And here's what she said. I would rather tell the truth and stay in prison than to tell a lie to be free. Wow. And here's what she said. I learned that maybe other people can hurt my body. Maybe they could put me in prison, but I did not need to fear those who hurt my body because they could not hurt my soul unless I let them. I love that. And you can do something. You can do something in your school. You can do something in your neighborhood. You can do something in your church. If we go to the Bible, what about Daniel and his friends? I mean, they are some of the best examples. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. I love this. It says that 
Daniel determined in his heart that he would not defile himself. I love that. You know, you need to make some decisions in your heart. I will always tell the truth. If you're a young, if you're a young girl or a young boy, say, I will not have sex before I'm married. Hmm. Well, everybody does it. Well, that's exactly the problem. Everybody does it. (laughs) I will not take drugs. I have a 15 year old granddaughter named Emily and, uh, She's like me on steroids, so I don't know what's going to happen when. I mean, she is like a spitfire. And uh, a girl at school asked her if she'd ever taken drugs, and she said, No. And the girl said, Well, are you ever going to? And she said, No. She said, Well, not even when you go to college? No. She said, well, why not? She said, well, because I'm not stupid. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) See, the thing is, is we can compromise because everybody's doing it, but then everybody's not going to pay the price for your bad decision that messed up your life. I'd say I'm encouraged every time that I go back and read about Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel said, I will not defile myself. And there was a couple of different things that happened. I'm just going to tell you about them to conserve some time. But one of the things that happened was Daniel was, they passed a law that anybody who prayed to anybody other than the king (laughs) would be put in a lion's den. And I love what the Bible says. It says, and Daniel, with his windows open, continued to pray three times a day, just as he always had done. Now, you see why that's so important? He said, I'm not going to compromise one little bit. I'm not going to worry about what you think you can do to me. I'm going to continue to be who I am, fully myself. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to be quiet about it. I'm not ashamed of it. And you'll just have to do whatever it is that you do. And I'll trust God. Well, sure enough, he was put in the lion's den. Laid down, had a nap. God sent an angel to shut the lion's mouth. And the king actually didn't want to see Daniel hurt because he actually really loved and respected him. But because he'd given his word that he would do this, he had to do it. And if you read the whole story, it says that when Daniel came out, the king rejoiced and he made a rule that nobody could serve any God but Daniel's God. 
So, what, what, what's the message there? The message is that if we will stand up and be who we're supposed to be, people are going to believe in Christ because of our witness. Are you there? Oh yeah. They may make fun of you. They may talk about you. They may reject you. But when push comes to shove, honey, they're going to know who they can go to to get answers for their life. And we are coming into a time in our society where people are going to be desperate for answers. And you want to make sure that you have paid the price to be somebody that they feel like they can come to in a time of need. When Dave used to work in the engineering field, I mean, he, he took a stand for what was right. And he said guys would come along sometimes at his particular work area and, or maybe at lunch, you know, they'd be, they'd try to tell him a dirty joke. And, and uh, he told me about one instance where he said to God, why, why, are you, why are you doing that? You know, I don't want to hear that stuff. And uh, see, you, you don't have to just sit and let people fill you full of garbage because they feel like doing it. Speak up and say, you know what? I, I really don't. I don't want to get into that kind of a conversation. I don't want to hear dirty jokes. I don't want to hear the gossip. You know, well, then if they don't want to eat with you, then just go sit somewhere and eat with God. Don't, don't worry about that stuff. And so, you know, they said different things about him talking about which Dave could care less. I mean, he doesn't, he's one guy that don't care what anybody thinks. And, uh, but he said, when, when their marriages were falling apart, <laughs> when they got a report that they had cancer, they would always go to him and say, mm, I was wondering if you could talk to me, Dave. My wife left me. I was wondering if, you could, if I could talk to you, Dave. I just got a really bad report from the doctor. See, we need to be prepared to be somebody that people can come to when they're desperate. Because if anybody in the room thinks that the world is not about to get desperate, they have got another thing coming. But here's the good news. God is going to take care of us. I still remember when the, when the Israelites in Egypt... When all the plagues were coming on the land and the Israelites lived in Goshen and no matter what happened to all the unbelievers, God took care of them. What happened over there didn't happen here. And let me tell you something, the world can be going straight to pot, but God will take care of you. Joyce answers your question of the day soon, so stay with us. The Bible is full of people that are different. And it's sometimes scary, but we are called to stand up and stand out, even in the face of fear, with our faith in Christ, which means you're not doing it alone. God is right there with you, supporting you, and making it so worth the effort. You can live as a world changer. And I know so many of you want that, but you're just not sure how to do it. So we have some resources that will really help you today. We have Joyce's teaching called Overcoming Fear 
with faith. Now, anyone who's faced any fear knows that it's not a good place to be. And this teaching from Joyce is one of her favorites. She's talked about how she gained so much from God's word and learning so much in doing this teaching to face that that fear that we all have inside. You're not alone in that. And as you get this CD teaching, you'll also get Facing Fear and Moving Forward, which is a great little booklet. Um, Or you can get both of those as digital downloads. So you can do it however you want with those physical copies, or you can make it all digital so you don't have the paper laying around. But the important point is grab that today, dig into God's word, and overcome the fear. You have greatness on the inside of you to do something extraordinary. Well, coming up is our question of the day with Joyce. You'll want to stick around because Joyce shares with us what makes her nervous. It's amazing all the different things that people are afraid of. If you get out an encyclopedia and you just go down a list of phobias, the list is just like never ending of things that people can be afraid of. I think one of the things that I feared in the past was um, poverty. My biggest fear is flying. The world is a very uncertain place, but our God is faithful. I've used my faith um, to defeat the fear of poverty in my life. You know, the Lord said he'll provide. We actually took a trip to Chile and made that flight and everything went great. I think that um, I finally have freedom. There's something we can do about fear and that's confront it. You can learn to confront fear today with this four-CD teaching, Overcoming Fear with Faith, along with the booklet, Facing Fear and Moving Forward. Order these resources today for your gift of $20 or more, or download them. Go to JoyceMeyer.org or call us at 1-800-727-9673. Have you set yourself to let God completely change and transform you? It's not just about asking God to help you. It's about learning His Word. The Bible has an answer for every single problem that we have. Biblical studies to fit your life. Colossians and Galatians. Pre-order your copy today at JoyceMeyer.org. Joyce's question is right up your alley. (laughs) Susan from Ohio says, I'll be leading a women's group at my church starting next month. I have a lot of experiences and some education, but most importantly, it's been placed on my heart by the Lord. Any advice? I'm somewhat nervous. Well, my advice is to not be nervous and not be afraid because if God put it on your heart, then God's going to do it through you. God's not going to put something on your heart and then stand back and say, ha ha, now let's just see you pull this off by yourself. (laughs) I say as Christians, sometimes we act like God threw us the football and said, now you make the touchdown. And anything that God calls us to do, he enables us to do. I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. he's not going to give you something to do that you can't do. And the nervousness, I mean, I was nervous when I first started too, so it's probably pointless for me to tell her not to be nervous. But to be honest, some of that is even a little bit good for us in the beginning because that makes us lean on God. I mean, it's good to be confident, but we need to be careful about being Mm self-confident and thinking, oh, piece of cake, this is no problem. You're better off to go into it with God. If you don't help me, I am going to make a total mess out of this. So she probably feels more normal 
than what she may think that she does. I would imagine most people, like somebody asked me, I get asked this once in a while, you know, does does anything make you nervous anymore or do you lack confidence in anything that you do? And I said, sometimes when I'm doing something that I've never done before, I'll feel a little bit of that. Like say maybe the first time I spoke through an interpreter when I was out of the country. Mm-hmm. So we have to realize that along with God giving us supernatural confidence, we gain confidence by doing something and seeing that we can do it. And then it makes it easier the next time. But we never want to get to the point where we think we don't need God. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed today's program. For more information, visit JoyceMeyer.org. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries.